0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable & Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now, Fall of the House of Sunshine is offering episode commentary to Fable & Folly Plus supporters, still entirely ad-free. Fable & Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. Stories! We all have them! Some are six-lane highways. Some are tiny dirt roads. But then it rains and it gets muddy. And that means mud pies! Yum! I eat mud. And stories! Welcome to Fuzz Town Stories! Today's tale The Jungle is Not Fungal!
1: It was hot. The yarny rays of the sun beat down on the once wooden colonial houses of Paramaribo. All the wood had turned to fuzz, but it kept its color. And it peeled like how paint peeled, only it was strips of lint. Puppetum was weird, but that didn't bother me. I was here working for the Empire. I was a yarn division agent, thread class. I'm not bragging, but yeah, it's impressive. I would come to Furinam on the northern coast of South America because there was talk of corruption. The colonial governor of Furinam, Bongle Bingle, was into some strange stuff at least according to the rumors. Strange stuff was fine as long as it didn't interfere with the edicts of Emperor Fuzzo, but this place reeked of interference and also falafel because they had invented this new falafel-scented deodorant because people miss the smell of fried chickpeas. Not me, I was more a Baba Ganoush kind of guy, but that don't matter now. Anyway, I'd been around this soft and furry globe plenty and seen some things that turn your yarn white, but nothing prepared me for Furinam. I walked along the banks of the Furinam River and stopped at a cafe. Since the fuzz don't eat cafes now, or just places where you could rest and look at interesting bits of string, the waiter brought me a menu and told me they had a nice corrugated yarn I might like to dangle. I said I was looking for something a little more. Chunky, he nodded. He suggested I get the special. Our googly eyes locked, and I tried to get a read on the green cactus-shaped puppet. His head bobbed slightly, and it jangled a bit. His smile was hiding something, but I wasn't just sure yet what it was. If I was gonna seek what he was hiding, if you catch my meaning. In the end he brought me a small slip of fuzz paper. On it was written one word Yodin Savannah. And all I thought was what the felt is Yoden Savannah. Furinam was a Dutch colony once. Surinam back in the pre fuzz times. And this Suriname was an important foothold in the New World. Eventually, the Dutch, in some war with the British, traded New York to keep Suriname. You'd think it was a bum deal, but New York went rogue with the rest of the George Washington crew and busted loose in 1776. Suriname, though, stayed Dutch to the 1970s. And then it went fuzzy and became Furinam. So, in the end, it wasn't a bad trade for the wooden clog crowd, if you prefer tapirs and sloths to bagel and locks, But, that's all history now, and what's history got to do with it? Well, in this case, part of that history involved the Yoden Savanna. The Yoden Savanna was a place, an abandoned city in the rainforest, founded and run by Jews in the 1600s. It was being swallowed up by plants long before the fuzz, and as I clomped through the linty, stringy jungle, looking at the abandoned buildings that had turned to yarn and blankets, I saw this abandoned Jewish city, the graves, the synagogue, but most important of all, my fur and arm contacts. Meow Meow Mittens. Meow Meow Mittens was a tall lanky puppet and not a cat puppet, which I said was weird. In fact, I yelled weird right at him. He said that Meow Meow Mittens was a family name. And I said, whose family? And he said his. And then we didn't talk about it no more. But that was Meow Meow Mittens way. Sneaking notes to people making them come to some abandoned wasteland in the jungle. A bit dramatic for me, but... Meow Mittens was my contact, and I was stuck with him. He insisted on telling me about the Yoden Savannah as we walked, because I guess He had done an internship in college showing people around this place or that. He'd gotten used to telling people things, so anyway, eventually we walked towards the very edges of the Yoden Savannah till we reached some scraggly bits of graves. Meow Meow Mitten stopped, pointed out a few. This, Meow Meow Mitten said, this is the slave cemetery. He pointed to some of the graves. They were buried outside the city because, well, they were slaves. Yeah, slavery sucks, I said, because it did. He walked between the grave markers that were once wood, but now were a stiff brown felt. He brushed some of the lint moss away from one and said, This is my great, 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 great grandfather, he said. Don't kid me, meow, meow, I said. That's a grave, not a person. I poked his soft chest. N- n- no, I mean, the person buried here is my great n- n- Not the grave marker, the... Oh, I get it. Yeah, the body. Right. Sorry for your loss. Well, I never met him, but... Were he too close? He said again that he never met him. His own great-great-great-grandfather... His story was so full of holes, his name should have been Swiss Cheese Mittens, not Meow Meow Mittens. But I guess Swiss Cheese wasn't a family name, and it wasn't his name. So he wasn't named Swiss Cheese Mittens. He was named Meow Meow Mitt. I didn't like him. I didn't like his stories. I didn't even like the grave he picked out for his great-great-great-great-great-grandfather but he was my only hope to solve in this crime case involving bongle bingle the corrupt governor of Furinam, which i'd barely even gotten to because of this whole rigmarole with the note and coming of this <sighs> finally i turned to Miyama and i said you better tell me what's going on or i'm going to yarn my way out of here and leave you pressed and folded like a fresh Blanket, and I don't mean Blanket Johnson, the famous fuzzball player. Meow Meow relented. He told me his connection to Fernam was deep, and he hated Bongle Bingle. He was doing what he was doing for the love of his country. Sure, it had its share of problems, what former colony didn't. But what Bongle Bingle did crossed a line, a thick, red... Line of crime. It was a thick red line of crime that Meow Meow Mittens couldn't stomach. Not that puppets had stomachs anymore, but the old sayings just sorta stuck. Like a stomach thrown at a wall. It sticks. Few people know stomachs were nature's suction cups and could stick to walls easily, but I knew it firsthand. And that's why I'm not allowed back at the Hard Rock Cafe, which was now the Soft Fuzz Cafe, but that's neither here nor there. It was a... It was a long time ago, and I... Anyway, Bungle Bingle was a mold trafficker. Puppet insides are made of stuffing, but that stuffing, like any fabric, can get mildew or mold. But some molds, if they get in your stuffing just right, can cause hallucinations. It was called trapesing. Now there were many puppets who experimented with trapesing, getting a taste of the trippy world of tasting colors and melting or whatever hippy dippy doodah those trapes heads trapes down about. I didn't touch the mold because I'm an uptight square. And Proud of it. My body is a temple, and this temple has services twice a day and children's mass on Thursdays. Also, half-price apes after seven. That's more a joke that works on paper. You know, apes, A P S E. It's part of a church, and uh, also half-priced apps used to be a thing they would have at chain restaurants before millennials destroyed chain restaurants and then the fuzzin destroyed millennials and turned everything to fuzz and the whole millennial generation was well, we all know what happened to them post-fuzzing oh yes we do anyway, my hilarious wordplay wouldn't help me bring down bongle bingle unless I quickly checked the local paper the fur fuzzy saver and it so happened that the wordplay finals were taking place that weekend in Frederiksdorp, a little town just north of Paramaribo. Bongo Bingo is going to crown the winner personally. The wordplay games were a series of athletic and literary events. There was the Punisher, where you ran 40 miles while... Yelling out puns based on random words held up by judges every quarter mile. If your pun was deemed, quote, super lame, unquote, you had to start over. Then there was the tennis doubles tundra, the slam bang, and the lexicon death match. My personal game, though, was the portmanteau, where you had to carry two different words on your back and then run to a center circle and smash the two words together to make a new word. It combined both physical strength with solid phonics. I entered the competition, but I, uh, underestimated my fellow competitors. Apparently, they took portmanteau very Seriously and a num And while I did my best to combine merchant and polish, apparently portchant wasn't good enough. And even if I had made it to that winner's circle, which I would've if there wasn't inherent bias in the judging, which there definitely was, what would I do? Just turn to bongle bingle and shout, Bongle Bingle is a mold dealer? But then I realized I could just shout that from anywhere. So I did. From the crowd, I shouted, Bungle Bingle is a mold dealer. And then I was arrested. Furnham jails are surprisingly nice. I was given three pillows and a cellmate who was made out of three pillows named Burgers. Burgers, while being very soft, was a sociopath and not a real conversationalist. Mostly, he talked about stabbing, both things that were good to stab at and things that were good to stab with, and then, you know, overall general stab talk. We talked stabbing until I was summoned to the governmental palace. It was there I was brought face to fuzzy face with Bongle Bingle. He told me that he was resigning the governorship in disgrace. Apparently, while I was busy with the wordplay games, Meow Meow Mittens had opened his own investigation and found evidence of mold dealings and forced Bongle Bingle to resign with some incriminating Photos that he took of him. But Bongo Bingo would live out his days as most former governmental criminals did in a nice mansion in Furberg. Furberg was full of former corrupt officials. Sure, you could put them in jail, but they're rich. You don't put rich people in jail. Why would you do that? In jail, you pay to house, feed, and execute people. Rich people can pay to execute themselves. It's the poor that need the government assistance to help with their executions. So, off to exile Bongo Bingo went. Meow Meow Mittens then became the new governor, and I asked him for some money to thank me for all my help, and he told me I was no help, and I didn't do or deserve anything. I then said, poor Chant. He said he didn't know what that meant, and I told him to port man shove it. Then I was forcibly escorted to the airport and sent back on the first plane to Fuzzopolis. When I returned to Yarn Division, I was given a promotion because they said having me in the field was, quote, a disgrace. I'll show you. I can do damage anywhere, I said. But they weren't listening, which was fine with me. Listening, after all, was the bailiwick of chumps and chumpets and all manner of chumpites in between. Chump—that's a weird word. I wonder where it came from. Hold on, let me look it up. Chump, chump, uh, chump. Uh. Ah, here it is: to munch or chew vigorously and noisily. Wait, that's chomp. I was, uh, well hold on. Ah, here it is, chump. It comes from an early 18th century word meaning a thick lump of wood. Probably a combination of chunk and lump. Huh. So chump is a portmanteau. How about that? I guess I'm not the worst agent yarn division has ever seen after all. Huh, year evaluation report? Take that. Anyway, that about does it for me. But I do hear there's some hippies on a mountain praying to some things in the sky. I might head over there because I love beating up on hippies. So, until next time, stay out of trouble or stay out of my way because my name is Wobble Wibbles, agent of fuzz.
0: Fuzz Town Stories is a Roy Gold production. It was written by Jonathan Goldberg with music by David Origlieri. Today's episode was read by Jay Agee. If you liked what you heard, please think about supporting us on Patreon or Himalaya. If you like what you saw, please see a doctor. We're an auditory-only medium, buddy. That's your brain going goo-goo. As always, thanks for listening and have us on Tabulous Bicuspid of a Day.
1: Can't get enough fall of the House of Sunshine? Then join me, new molar historian Lyman Keys, in the Himalaya Plus section, where you'll get commentaries, special exclusive episodes where I answer your questions about new molar and beyond, as well as a community to chat with fellow Sunshine fans. Join Himalaya Plus and speak with the creators about the show and get exclusive updates and access. I'll see you in Himalaya Plus, Lyman Keys. Liban at you in Himalaya Plus.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.